have a secret, don't laugh. I don't like that. I hate right. that well, that makes sense. taste. Oh, fuck, dude. I can tell how wet you are. Fucking, you're hustling. Please don't steal my stuff. See things, see your psychic. What you, what, are you fucking, are you walking in here with fucking wet cancer farts on your head? I was just gonna say, I think it's not south, but uh, in the middle center thing. <laughs> So you might only stings as a family called vacations. Literally, white people is crazy. That's exactly. There's no other thought that could be going through her head but that. Fifty something. Sure. White woman who definitely is allowed to get hand job. That's how I gave up fast food. I ate Taco Bell two nights in a row. That's really good audio. Realizes that was hysterical. People love heavy calls in the mics. Have a good day, whore. I literally give the, the bus driver like twenty dollars. I'm like, here's twenty dollars for my white heels. Anyway, break it down. No, I'm honestly curious. Break that down. That makes sense. Not dance. Explain. <laughs> After Dinnerman. What's up? After Dinnerman's number one hundred fourteen. Nolan here. <laughs> Jay over here. So we lied, openly lied about the last episode being the last show. Yeah, it's kind of it feels like kind of weird. Being in this, like, in-between space. I mean, it's fine. Sure. So, all right. Most, so, most of the listeners don't understand English, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, whatever. I think they speak English. That's why they listen. Um, all right. So, to give context to what's actually happening is, uh, so, we are, the other show is still a thing. But we are building up a little bit of a bank of episodes before they're released. I feel like we should hype it up and like spout. Yeah, the name no, up we definitely time. should. It is not <laughs> going to be called Attack of the Silver Fox. It is going to be called The Mint Twist. You know, I know I missed the the second episode of that podcast, but by the time you guys told me what no, the, the uh, third. The th- oh, the third. The third. By the time you guys had told me what the, the name change was, I was just coming around to yeah. the Silver Foxes. I mean, we didn't force it. We were asking your opinion. Yeah. But it's good. I, it took me some time to so, embrace it. So what's going to happen is we're going to move the shows to a channel. Um, <laughs> and the channel is going to be called... Well, basically like a production like a podcast network yeah, yeah, called The Art Closet, which there's a whole backstory I'm not getting into right now. But um, Nick Nick Twist is going to continue doing Life with a Twist. It's going to be part of The Art Closet Network. Jay and I, at minimum, if not some of the other recurring people coming in and out, will continue doing After Dinner Mints. And then Jay, myself, and Nick will smash After Dinner Mints <laughs> and Life with a Twist together into the Mint Twist, which is like a crossover show. And it's basically the same fucking show as the other two, but it's fine because um, it's good. And uh, there's a third show, which I think is ten. I'm sorry, fourth show on the network, which I think is tentatively titled The Awkward Bitch Cast. And uh, <laughs> so you'll hear more about that from here, and we'll put teasers out on this channel before we uh, before we get that released and up and running. Um, but anyway, after dinner mints one fourteen, Nolan here, Jay over here. I I love that we're talking about like structure and organization. Um, we've had none of that such stuff 
in the last two or three years. I like, mean, we have. They, 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 I mean, for for a good two years, Dinner Mints was a really structured podcast where it was like every week. It was. It what kind of was the pandemic that really it's put a pandemic the, the brakes it. on? Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, we kept it to an extent. I mean, listen, if we do this once a month, if we do after dinner mints once a month, I'm happy. And if we do the mint twist like twice a month, which is the goal, and we're doing like four episodes at a clip or two episodes at a clip. That's a hell of a fucking bank of episodes. And then the third podcast has already recorded, like, five episodes, which are sitting here in the studio, like, ready to be produced and sent out there. So, I mean, there's, like, there's a fucking catalog building on top of the hundred-plus episodes of this show, so. That's not counting. It's good. I'm working on an elevator pitch for the for the podcast for myself, for my yeah. own little crazy whatever i mean and we still might put out um fucking knives out which is that like restaurant podcast which we only did two episodes of so yeah. we never released it but it was fucking phenomenal and that was like another thing that just like time and the fucking pandemic and it's like it's hard to interview people in the restaurant space when they're all fucking out of work because the government forced their restaurants to close so sure that fucked that a bit too that, but the, god damn that show was good that was how this this podcast started right wasn't it um like a a dinner restaurant themed no it was like let's cook i mean the idea of after dinner mints was like the refreshing conversation that you have after dinner. So it was initially like everybody gets together, has a big dinner, and then you're recording the like shit talking that happens afterwards. Gotcha. And that's always really what it was. Like it was never any different than that. I know? just learned I came in at episode 12. So 11. 11. 11. Yeah. So Jordan that's Catalano and my so called podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So since our last podcast, um, I have listened to our podcast like for the first time. <laughs> I actually listened to short trip on a long wait short long trip, trip on, on a, a cheap short boat. yes yeah I listened to that to myself to you falling asleep and me recanting my ridiculous time. Did I fall river. asleep on that episode? I um I don't think you can hear it, but I remember near the end of the show looking over and seeing you like like a narcoleptic Nolan coming out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes easily. That and, um, like, when when someone's like, well, what's the show? The three episodes I'm always like, you have to listen to are our Short Trip on a Cheap Boat, <laughs> um, Ketchup and Rice, The Ugliest Family, and then there was a, a Skin Tags and Felonies, which is, like, right around that time, too. Like, back going back to the old theme music. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, back from that, the where Stefan tells the story of the guy with the skin tag, like, hanging into the, like, in working in the coffee shop, and the skin tag on the guy's chin is, like, yeah. in the coffee cup, and it, I'm getting nauseous thinking about it, so, <laughs> yeah, those are, like, that's what this podcast is, it's awful, it's a podcast of bad perspectives on awful human experience. I'm going to start sharing that. I mean, I'm not on social media or anything like that, so I don't know who I'm going to share it to or how. Right. 
but I'm gonna start. Start. I'm gonna start sharing. You're gonna shart. I, I hear That's like what a this show is. I hear like a fractional mics. delay of myself. So I'm like the way I, it's almost delaying me speak talk thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get used to it. So um. So here's a fucking annoying thing that happens this week. So uh. So I basically have like two security systems in the house um not really but like i have a monitored security system for like you know if someone breaks in or Mm -hmm. like you know the glass shatters or there's a fire or like whatever you know when it calls the police or the fire department or what have you and then i have like the doorbell camera and mm. like the you know the code to get into the house and like the whatever else and like as it turns out the company that makes like it's not ring but like the company that makes my doorbell and the lock have like have begun offering monitored services yeah and the price is like it's a little better than what i pay for you know, my monitor security system. So I'm like, all right, maybe I should look into this. And as I'm looking into it, I'm shopping around and I find like one of their competitors and they just, they offer more, right? Like all of the reviews are like, it's not as good. So the, what the other one I use is Yuffie. Um, and all of the reviews of this other company, which are, is, is popular are, Basically, like, if Yuffie's five stars, this company's, like, 4.5, 4.7, it's not quite as good, but they offer more. Like, the system's more comprehensive. And, like, for Yuffie, I have three apps, right? Like, I have an app for security, and then I have an app for, like, other shit. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then there's, like, a third app that I would have to get for, like, my outdoor cameras and stuff. So I'm like, I'm shopping around and I'm like, let me, let me just try. Like, let me see what it is. Because like, sometimes my door gets jammed and I'm like, okay, you know, it's fucking pain in the ass. So let me give these guys a shot. And if I don't like it, I'll just return it. Cause you can just buy the shit on Amazon. So no big deal. Yeah. So I buy the door lock and like, I really want a fingerprint sensor. Um, for a number of reasons, not the least of which, like, one, I'm fucking carrying bags into my house, so, like, fingerprint. And two, because, like, my ex-wife basically has the code to my house because my daughter's birthday is her code to get into the house. And I'd rather, like, my kid just, like, stick her thumb on the on the deadbolt and it opens because it recognizes her rather than somebody who maybe I don't want to have the code to my, like, not that I think that anything is going to happen, but like just eliminate the possibility, right? Mm -hmm. Like put the structure in place to keep people honest and then they have no other option. So thing, and and, you know, then fucking anybody who knows my kid's birthday, like can get into the house. So like, I, I want to change that to a fingerprint. So I buy this lock. I install... It comes in, like, Monday. Um, I gotta go to Buffalo for work on Wednesday. I got, like, a fucking 6 a.m. flight. So, Tuesday, I install the lock. Wednesday, I... You know, I set it up, 
I put the codes in, I put our fingerprints in, our password, me, my fiance, my kid. Wednesday, I'm in Buffalo and I get a phone call from my fiance saying like, hey, the door won't open. I'm like, oh, it's probably like it's probably something you're doing wrong, right? Is like my first thing because mm. like they, they I mean, these locks are tricky when you first install them. Like it takes a while for them to like kind of feel out the space on your door. Mm-hmm. And and just like full scope, right? This brand like just has a bunch of shit that Eufy doesn't has. It has like monitor smoke detectors, it has like mm-hmm. flood de- like flood sensors and carbon monoxide sensors and like the fucking vacuum like you know the robot vacuum will like make sure no one's in the house and go out on a schedule and it's like all one app the thermostat like everything's in one place yeah because like right now i have one app for my thermostat one app for the monitor security one app for the doorbell and the lock and i'm like i just want fucking one so that's why i'm looking at these guys because not as good but more comprehensive like i'd rather like I'm good with an all-in-one. I'm good with, like, less apps on my phone and less shit to manage. Mm -hmm. Or at least one place to manage more shit. So she's like, the lock's broke. And I'm like, well, there's nothing really I could do. I'm like, are you sure that it's broke? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure the fucking door don't open. Like, I can't open the door. She's like, I'm going in and out through the back door and leaving it unlocked. All right, I guess. All right, I'll look at it when I get back. So we get back, and uh, I get back from the airport. I... We, we get here and uh, I try to open the door nothing happens I put my finger on the door and it like goes beep beep zzz, like it's trying to move the lock and I'm like okay and I door doesn't move I punch in the code zzz, door doesn't move okay so I go in the back door and I turn the um, latch whatever the fuck it's called that you turn and it's like really loose like there's no weight on it at all and I'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck so I get a screwdriver, I take it apart, the deadbolt has fallen apart inside the door. Within a day? Like, within a, like basically a day of use. Because, like, I put it on on Tuesday in the middle of the day, by Wednesday in the middle of the day, it's not working. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to get into, like, the technical aspects of how a lock works, but basically, like, a deadbolt, like, there's the latch, which is the thing that goes into the wall. Yeah. Like, from the door into the wall. And then there's the um, the cam or the extender, mm-hmm. which is like when you turn the key or turn the knob, it pushes the latch in or out. So the extender falls right out of the door when I take the plate off, just <laughs> falls right out. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like trying to figure out how to put it back in. It can't go in. It's broken. Like the metal's out. Like how the fuck is the metal broken? Like it's a day of use. It's a fucking deadbolt. So there's, like, nothing I could do. So I call the company. I'm on hold forever. They're like, for a faster response, use the messenger. Okay, fine. So I go into the app. I start messaging him. Like, listen, it's been installed for a day. It's broken. The deadbolt fell apart inside the door. It's fully extended. I can't open my door. Well, we'll send you a new one. No. (laughs) No. I can't install a new one. I can't take the old one out. Well, you have to send the malfunctioning device in for us to send you the one that works. Well, I can't fucking do that, can I? I'm going to have to call a locksmith to take this shit out because there's no... There's, like, no way to do it. 
Well, I mean, that's what my bosses authorized me. Okay, well then let me talk to your bosses, because... Like, I can't take the hinges off the door either, because it's a front door. So the hinges between the door and the door frame, because it's the front fucking door of the house. So, like, I'm shit out of luck. It's locked. I can't take the lock out. I can't send it back in. I can't put a new lock in. Like, there's nothing I can do. So we're like, we're escalating you to Tier 2. Great. I get an email from Tier 2. Hey, we're happy to send you a new lock, but you got to send you one back. <laughs> what the fuck are we missing? What are you missing? I can't. I get on the phone the next morning. Like, I'm, I'm in bed. I'm fucking fuming. I call, like, as soon as it's 9 a.m., I call. I'm on hold for, like, 10 minutes. Somebody answers. I'm on the phone for a total of 2 hours and 15 minutes going back and forth with this person who suggested no less than five times that if I just send in the broken lock, they'll be happy to send me a new one. The lock is stuck in the fucking door. I cannot send you the broken lock because it's stuck in the fucking door. How the fuck am I going to send it to you? I can't get it out of the fucking door. And if you send me a new one, what am I going to do? Fucking shove it up my ass, jerk off with it? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't put it in the fucking door. What are you, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry, I know you're upset. No, you don't fucking know I'm upset. I'm going to have to take a chainsaw to my fucking door to get your piece of shit lock out of it. Well, can you send us pictures of it? I send them pictures of it. Okay, well, now that we have the pictures, we're going to escalate it to tier three, but it's going to take 24 hours for a response. No, it fucking can't take 24 hours for a response. I need to call a fucking locksmith. I went back and forth for another 10 minutes with this fucking imbecile who couldn't understand that sending me a new lock doesn't fix the problem that my door won't fucking open. So I hang up the, you know, I send the pictures, I get another email, please give us 24 hours to respond. At this point, I'm like, fuck this. I, I'm like, I'm going to break it. Like, I'm going to, you know, and what I'm afraid of is like, I'm going to break it and it's going to get stuck in the door. And now I'm like, really fucked? So first we took apart like a, um, a coat hanger and I'm like, this is not going to have the strength to move it. So then I just got like a screwdriver, a hammer and an Allen wrench and a fucking pair of pliers. <laughs> and I literally like twisted the barrel inside of the door and I was like, well, this better fucking work now. So then like I rammed a fucking uh, Allen wrench like like a very thin one into the latch I like hammered it in locked a pair of uh, vice grips like mm -hmm. locking pliers onto that held that with another pair of pliers and used a hammer to fucking bang it out until like it actually just physically broke the lock which by the way doesn't give me much confidence if I could break <laughs> it that easy that would have kept any intruders out of the fucking house <laughs> in the first place <clears throat> and then I just broke it and I taped the box back up and I returned it to Amazon and called it a day. But 
I just might make a fake fucking invoice from a from a fucking um, uh, locksmith and send it to him and say you owe me this if they ever because I don't I don't have any faith they'll actually fucking contact me back. It's anyway. a invoicegenerator.com. Beautiful. <laughs> I may have used that before. It's I've used it. A I mean, I feel times. like I just use it in Excel, but like so. I- I know we had like this weird conversation about relationships before and then I said like this was exactly the same thing. Yeah. I had a very fucking similar thing happen with a, a smart lock of mine recently. So the the company, does it start with an S? The name of the company? No. Okay. So I replaced a, a smart lock that broke of mine, like a quick set, like a nice one. Yeah. Um, with like a, a similar one, like a, a second tier company who was like clearly based in China but had a, some kind of a reputation. Anyway, so the the smart lock like it ceases to function opening as a smart lock like mechanically, I mean like remotely or any otherwise uh, after like a week or 10 days and the only way I can use it is it is the key, the manual key, right? Right. So, first off, the the there's a time where both uh, my girlfriend and my mom are standing at my house trying to get in using the code thing, and it just didn't work. So yeah. it fucked up their, both of their days and my day. Uh, so then, like, the 11th day, I go out, and I have the little key or whatever, and I come home, and the very first time I used it, the fucking key broke in the door, and I had no my way. my 13-year-old nephew or whatever with me at the time, and we were just stuck outside, so my only recourse was to call a fucking locksmith and pay like $130 for him to come and physically remove the broken key and then break into my thing. So the thing is, the week prior to that, my original, the quick set lock broke and I had to have a fucking locksmith come out. So I became very well versed in like watching these people, what they do. So the third time when I fucking got locked out because I left my keys, I went to my neighbor's house, got a screwdriver, a hammer, and uh, I, had, I forget, like a... Just something else, like a, similar to a crowbar, and I just broke into my house within like five minutes, and it it too made me feel very insecure about yeah. all of this shit. What like, the fuck? Gratefully, I have a, an alarm system that will alert me thirty seconds after somebody breaks in. Right. <laughs> that somebody's breaking into my yeah, house. Yeah, that's the security. The security is the fucking alarm system. It, yeah, not the... that's it. I mean, now I'm just going with UV everything because, like, I, I got to tell you, like. That shit's built like a tank. And, Dude. like, like I literally... The only reason I even bothered checking out this other company, which begins with a W and rhymes with eyes, fucking... Oh, I, the, I like them for other stuff, but The I don't only reason I checked them out is because... Is because, um... You know, they have thermostats and they have... Yeah, like, and like, I, I have their headphones in my backpack. But I gotta fucking tell you, man, like... They're hit or miss. They're really hit or Yuffie miss. Yuffie is, like... The the only reason they even checked them out is because they just don't have the variety of products that incorporate like into one system that that yeah. these guys do. But the shit works, man. It's fucking it, the deadbolt. Like I couldn't. I promise you, I couldn't fucking break in through that Yuffie deadbolt. I was, promise you, I couldn't. Now I realize with the one that was on there until this morning, I could have fucking broken in like at any time I fucking want it. And maybe oh my God, like the only reason. The only reason that I shouldn't have been as mad as I was when I was on the phone with these customer service reps is because it was really easy to remove the lock. 
But that shouldn't be the case. No. Like, the reality of the situation is, like, if my deadbolt is stuck in the locked position, I should absolutely be fucked. And if I'm not, your product is garbage. So Like, it was clearly garbage in the first place. Sure. But, like... Like, if I could have broken it that easily, we actually have much bigger issues than the fact that it broke in the door because anybody could have broken into my fucking house. If I, was, if I wasn't planning to return it to get my money back, I would have just taken the hammer and, and smashed the whole, like, front-facing portion of the, 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 the electronic part off. Uh, Amazon. Oh, well, then you could probably return it broken anyway. True. Um... But yeah, I could have just like taken a hammer and like one foul swoop probably knocked the whole thing off and just forced my way in within a minute and a half. Right. Which um, it caused me to it went led me down a rabbit hole and I started looking into like what level of security these things have. Right. So like ninety percent of not or more of the smart locks they're rated like tier three, which is basically like for indoor use only, like your bedrooms. Right. They're not rated to like stop front doors or rather they need like a deadlock or something else deadbolt to really have any kind of level of security yeah like they're not um uh commercial insurance companies won't like if that's what you're using as your system or something and they know that they won't like cover it or some bullshit really i think i i'm pretty sure i've read uh, at least with um uh ring like the rings like the the ring and the so the ring has a thing with like a quick set and somebody else um okay. I forget the other company, but the other company is like very easy to remove apparently, and they're rated like a tier three or something. And people were on the forum saying how they weren't like covered under their insurance with those locks; they had to swap them out. I mean, I don't have like a a very good um, source, but it just the internet. But they do make like smart locks that are just like basically covers for your deadbolt, and you like stick your key in, yeah, and they just turn it. Yeah, yeah. So those would, are the ones that are you that I, you can get. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they're not they're not part of integrated systems. So, like, actually, so mine was my quick set was just that, um, and it was it it worked with the ring system, but not not terribly well. Yeah, but it like did. there's one called August. Yeah, that's supposed to be like unbelievably fucking good, and it just like basically covers your deadbolt. Yeah, and like the keys in one side, and like you punch in your code, and from the other side it unlocks your door, and like nothing really like changes, and like you still have like uh, like a commercial grade deadbolt from like Slade or Quickset or whoever like yeah. on your door, but um, like when I what I mean is like it doesn't like. Like, August doesn't make fucking cameras and thermostats yeah. and security systems. And it's like, like, it's just like, I want, you know, like, I want that shit there. Like, I yeah, want to yeah. know that if there's a fire and I'm not fucking home, that the fucking fire department's going to be here. And like, yeah. So the the issue I had with my quick set, it was one of those over-the-top things. So it used the existing schlage or whatever lock, and it just used, like, batteries and an arm to rotate the to lock rotate the, you know, like mechanically yeah yeah um so the problem i had with that is once in a while the the lock wouldn't fit like just right it wouldn't sit into the door so it would keep like unlocking and locking unlocking, right. and it would do that to no end so if i just walked away and left and it was doing that it would do that for like an hour or two until it literally killed the batteries and i couldn't get in when i got back home yeah this technology is not ready Oh no! It's 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 fucking it's infinitesimal and it's like, yeah. Thing. The problem that I ultimately had with the Eufy was that um, it would like 
I, I guess it would like misfire. Yeah. So it would like try to lock and then like it wouldn't yeah, fully extend. Um, and then it would just like back up, but it wouldn't like try and stop and try and stop. Like it would oh. try and then just be like, door Mine didn't lock. And then it would just like go yeah. backwards. But then I was like, oh, I, you know, my fiance was just like, you got to calibrate it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I remembered, oh yeah, there's like a whole thing where you just like calibrate the length of the fucking lock into yeah. the door. And I was like, you fucking stupid idiot. Like fucking for like. For like three, and it's probably it's just because like you know the weather changed and the door swelled, yeah, and like you got to like recalibrate it like whenever like you have like a big swing in weather, and I'm like I'm a fucking moron, and like like legitimately like I actually never had a problem with the thing, like even when I thought I had a problem with it, it was like my fault. I'm starting to wonder if the quick set was just my fault now. God damn it! Maybe it's, all of this stuff is it's really cool and really novel when it works, but when it doesn't work, it creates so many fucking problems. Yeah, it's. The smart lock thing is for me. It it's gotten to the point that the the novelty isn't worth the the all the hassles I've encountered. So I've I moved to like a offline. It's a digital thing. Like I can punch codes in. I can yeah. like manually program codes. Right. But it doesn't tie to like a system or anything else. Yeah. Um. And it just still just uses a key. So whatever. So uh, so my girlfriend and I are getting this office set up to move into. Right. And it's been a it's been a very interesting, challenging time, mostly because we had a flood in the basement that wiped out a lot of my progress uh, finishing the basement to make it a usable space for myself. How much did you get done before it flooded? <laughs> like eighty seventy five percent maybe so okay. seventy to eighty percent, and then I I started back over. So they, I mean, they compensated me, but it was my time and it was just my effort. So the basement flooded, and now it's it's just about finished again. Right. But um, so before all of this happened, I it was like the space itself was just like a, a really nice first floor office with like hardwood floors and like a nice neighborhood and okay. the, a basement that's equal sized um, square footage space. But it wasn't finished or anything. It was just like a concrete floor and kind yeah. of like a little murky or dirty, whatever. And they didn't care that you were carpeting it and stuff. Uh, no, we, we signed a three-year lease, and the guy is trying to sell the place anyway, so Got he doesn't it. really so have you're a... only improving on what's there. Yeah, he doesn't really have a vested interest. And um, they, it's, the city approved it to have people downstairs in a commercial manner because right. it has a, a fire escape right. and stuff like that. Um, so in getting that basement ready, because that was really the whole appeal was like, having the ability to have two times the the office space available with one times the rent. Right. So we would just split the rent. Um, I was, like, finishing the whole basement. So when I inherited the thing, it was covered in, in like, a really fine soot. Like, um, like, really, really fucking fine. Almost like, I don't even know, it felt velvety, like, like okay. soil or dirt or something. Like dust. But it was just, like, an inch or two of it all over the ground. So... I, with hindsight now, I should have just gone to fucking Home Depot and gotten a um, shop vac and gone down there and like zoop, zoop, Do you zoop, know zoop. what it was? No. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so, now again, with a shop vac, which I, since wait, I've cleaned wait, 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 out... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just, I just, I want to clarify. <laughs> you are working and breathing in a space that was covered with up to two inches... I, of a 
I had my my of a, of a soot that you of which you don't know the origins. I brought my used COVID masks and stuff, and oh, I had an okay. air purifier. And so actually, there was there was like okay. one or two times where I took a photo. The basement, the whole thing is about forty feet long. It's like narrow but long, uh-huh. and I'm standing at one window because it has like half of the, maybe a third of the basement is above ground. And I'm I couldn't see the the back window. I couldn't even see like halfway through in front of me. So that uh, all of this created a situation where um, so we have like a ring security system there, which is Wi-Fi and cellular. And the the property itself, because it's commercial real uh, real estate, has a hardwired uh, smoke detector system, which goes right to the fire department, like tied into the electri- the electrical sure. outlet. So I guess I didn't really think about that fact um nor did i think that the soot that was like filling up the space while i was triggered a smoke alarm i triggered the smoke alarm a couple times <laughs> <laughs> in like in a very short period of time so the the first time i was like oh fuck so i'm down in the basement and it's like a it's like a war zone it's all white and smoky and cloudy right and this light starts flashing on the wall and it's like like over and over and i'm just like oh man i'm dirty i'm dusty i'm sweaty so i go upstairs and i i I don't really know what to expect except for that i know that the fire department's going to show up which they did in a very quick manner by the way like two minutes they were there the first time interesting and um you know they came and they were like they're pretty cool they're like i was apologetic i was like oh i'm sorry guys i i hate to bring you down here just for this bullshit like well we have to just go and like take a look and reset the system for you so they did that, and then they left, and it was fine. And, um, like, not the next night, because I wasn't there, but the night after, a uh, similar thing, same outcome. So it's, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, the second time in three days, they're going to be really fucking upset with me. So I felt like an asshole, and I apologized more. This time, it was a different crew, that like a different truck that came. Same place, I think, but um, just a different crew. And they were not so cool or understanding. And I now think that I realize it might be because I had this 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 T-shirt on, like a New York Mets shirt okay. on. And coincidentally, it was a time when the Mets were in town playing the Phillies. And the night before, they just like kicked their ass like eight to nothing or something. So maybe it was part of it that it was with that okay. that I, I looked like an outsider. I didn't look like a Philadelphian or whatever. Yeah. Um. So the third time that this happens is like. The fourth or fifth day that I'm down there, <laughs> and because um, once the fire department comes, I feel really demotivated to stay and wait for the dust to settle, right. only to kick it back up again. And again, I, I I just didn't have the common sense or wherewithal to be like, go get a fucking shop vac, because I just I don't know. I I feel like I'm very intelligent, except for sometimes it's like the really simple things that escape me, and I just I don't I just it doesn't make sense. I I don't not until after the fact. I'm like oh. So the third time, the fire department or the the alarm starts going off, and I'm like, I'm like freaked out. I'm like, fuck, three times in like four days. So I swear to God, my my youthful instinct almost kicked in. I was ready to climb out the back window and just run out the back down the alley, down the street, and flee the scene, act like nothing happened. But I realized that in this moment that I am the adult and my name is on the lease or our names are on the lease and by running I'm just like creating a worse situation so I sat there and they came and I you know they get there on the they're like getting up the truck and they're 
getting their axes out on the lake. No, 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 guys. It's cool. And they're like, we have to come in and again. So anyway, they go in and this time, they were actually, they are very cool. There was a, there was a, a, it's one chick and three guys. And the female starts like asking questions about what we were doing. And I guess it just lucked out that she was a fan of like what we were going to do. Like, um, so my girlfriend is like an occupational therapist who specializes in like breast cancer and cancer and stuff. And I, I don't know if that hit home for her. She was like, oh, that's great. And um, I mentioned like the, the bicycle nonprofit. And I don't know. They seem to be very cool with those things. So they were they were like okay with it all. But I, I feel quite positive that after the first time at least, I think you get a fine. Or even maybe, I think that after the first time it's like you get a fine yeah, or something. Yeah, they don't always give it, but you're supposed to get it for false alarms. <laughs> I have a feeling like um, my picture and our address is like up on the the pole or like the board there like do not rush do not rush yeah do not like just take your time so that happened um fucking that place has been like it hasn't even been it hasn't all been that it's been like shitty things that the landlords have done but half of it was uh, like shitty things the landlords have done the other half right. was just pure shit luck but so the last two and a half months have been torturous but now I'm back at a point where it's like it's like we're gonna finish it this week, and it's like the end and the light at the end of the tunnel, and I feel excited about this all. So yeah, I I got really intimately familiar with my fire, my local fire department. So how did you actually get the soot out? <laughs> Just a, a giant fucking like broom, like a shop broom or something, uh, and a and a equally sized, comically large dustpan. <laughs> but it didn't set it off again after that time. The third time? Yeah. Oh, the third time it was like it was just about gone. I was, I was really just getting like getting the last like layer off, and um, I mopped it like. You three didn't times. ask anybody what the dust was. Like, I don't you didn't know. ask the like landlord a, like, "What's this shit all over the floor?" Our so the guy the the property manager, he's such a he just rubs me every every way the wrong way. He like he says all these nice things. But when he communicates, okay, so when he communicates, um, again, he's a business professional, right? Like, he's a property manager. Yeah. He uses uh, phrases and sayings like, you you are great. Like, the letter U and the letter R, great. Or, oh, I'm sorry, God. that happened too. The number two, big letter U. And I, I just, I can't, yeah. I can't take him seriously and I don't respect him. It's not that I'm like I'm a grammar cop, but I'm just like, dude, what the fucking? Are you nine years old? Yeah, you're like, an adult. We're talking about like a real estate contract or something, yeah. and you're telling you are you are telling me that you are capital U capital R sorry period that then he said that you had COVID and then then he told me that he was like going into the the office uh, like tomorrow for I don't know I just want to. I'm gonna go and uh, look for like signs that have his name around the neighborhood and just draw big penises all over them in permanent marker. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that. That's I'm. I can't deal with that. I've been so close. I like. I was just about to have like pay for a lawyer to have them break the lease for us. And at this point now, I have so much documentation of shit that has been wrong that I, I, I feel like any competent lawyer would be able to get a like get us out of this thing for a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's that's there. But now we're like we've. We just keep prodding ahead because, again, it's like we love the space, we love the neighborhood, and we've invested like this much time and resources into it. So, I don't know. It's just it's just been like actually that itself has created so much fucking 
stress and drama and unnecessary right. bullshit in our relationship because we're like paying this money for the space that we can't actually use uh, which we actually did get reimbursed some for in the yeah. end but still um, I felt I thought that story was gonna be a lot funnier, but I really felt like I relived the trauma and the pain of like <laughs> sh- all those dickheads showing up every fucking time. And the last time that it went off, I literally just like almost cowered in the floor and like darted towards the window to run away, like the ten-year-old boy in me, right. fucking fleeing the scenes like I did something wrong. So yeah, that office is almost ready. <laughs> oh, I have some non-podcast-related questions for you later. Okay. They're just about trellises and stuff. So, um... Oh, yeah, I still have it. I yeah, don't... Whatever. whatever. Um... So, th- I've had some, like, misadventures with the TSA lately. The TSA? Okay. <laughs> I just... See, I, I travel a lot for work. <laughs> you know, especially. Um... Like... I'm, I'm on a plane at least six times a month. You know, if not more. God damn... Um, so a couple weeks and I just, I don't like or respect at all. Um, like I appreciate the job that a TSA agent does. I understand there's a degree of importance, Mm -hmm. but I don't like some fucking asshole whose only real qualification is that they've never been convicted of a felony who makes like fucking $42,000 a year talking to me or anybody for that matter because like there's tons of times honestly tons of times because like you just go through an airport so often and you just like you're in the routine and you know they're like Shoes on, belts off, blah, 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 you know, laptops removed in a separate container. And you're just like, all right, yeah, I hear this. Like, you just do it. And you're not even like, like, it's just background noise. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to pay attention to what they're saying most of the time. But there's a lot of times where, like, I will see or hear them just, like, talking to someone else like they're a piece of shit. You know, someone who, like, doesn't travel often like obviously and doesn't get it or Mm -hmm. like is like some old lady you know like i saw this one like one female tsa agent yelling at like an elderly guy in a fucking wheelchair and it's like it's just like you see that shit a lot like a lot it's just this like they have this fake fucking power in their head and they talk down to people and i just I don't respect it at all. Well, yeah, they have the power to fuck somebody's day up. Like, yeah, they could keep you no off the end. fucking plane. They mm-hmm. could, you know, they call a marshal. I mean, they can't do shit. It's a power. But trip, like, though. they call a marshal, and the marshal arrests you and fucking escorts you. Now you're being questioned. Like, at the now very least, they can hold you up enough so you miss your plane. Yeah. Now the yeah. fucking now you're being interrogated by the fucking NSA. Like, fuck that shit. Like, yeah. it's not worth it to even like the. They're, they are very, very aware that the downside of engaging them is way greater than it's worth. So they just talk to you like they're a piece of shit. Because you really, you can't do anything. You'll be arrested on the fucking spot. Oh, yeah. Um. So a couple weeks ago, I'm going through the uh, Buffalo airport. And... 
you know, I, I have pre-check and clear and all that shit, which clear is a giant fucking waste of money. Um, because if you have pre-check, clear adds nothing to it. And if you have clear and not pre-check, all it does is, like, put you a little bit ahead in the long-ass fucking line, and you still got to take forever and secure it anyway. So it doesn't really do anything. Hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going through the Buffalo Airport. And first of all, Newark's great. Let me just fucking say that. Like, unequivocally, Newark is great. You're in fast. You're out fast. They, like, the TSA agents there definitely look at their job like, I don't have time to fuck around. Let me get your ass through. And if somebody doesn't know what they're doing, they're just like, here's what you need to do. Do this, do this, do this. Any questions? And then, you know, sometimes it's a little jarring for the person who's, like, not used to being addressed so directly. But, like, it's not – they're not being spoken down to. You know, it's not, like, with bad intentions. They're fucking good. Philly fucking sucks. Sucks. Fucking sucks. Like, I have pre-check. Like, it's fucking 200-some dollars a year. And, like, you pay for it so that you can get through security faster. And fucking nine times out of ten, the pre-check line is longer than the fucking regular security line. And, like, it's for fucking no reason. So there have been times I've been, like, waiting in pre-check so long that I'm like, fuck this. And I get out and go through the regular line. And they're like, you have pre-check. Why are you coming? Because look at the fucking line. Why do I have pre-check if that's the way you guys fucking handle it? You have one person working over there and a line fucking leaving the airport like fix it motherfucker Mm -hmm. philly sucks the airport city's great um newark the city sucks but the airport's fantastic maybe there's a pattern there Mm. anyway i'm in buffalo which is a small small airport it's typically pretty easy to get in or out like you go certain times a day like around commuter hour it's like a motherfucker but otherwise it's not Mm -hmm. um so I'm going through pre-check, and I get to the thing and, like, you know, show the ID, the ticket, whatever, and, like, the first person standards, like, giving the spiel, like, you know, leave your shoes on, blah, 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 you know, metal in your pockets, you know, pre-check, you don't need to remove laptops. So first, let's touch on that. Maybe I got pre-check because... You're a terrorist. Like, what the fuck? Wait, like, do you... Is there any kind of, um, like, stringent additional check to get pre-check? Like, do they need, like, additional forms of identification or background check or anything? Yeah, I mean, you have to pass, like, an FBI-level background check. Like, mm. you have to be... You can't, you can't be shady, right? Okay. Like, they'll, they'll flag shit. Um, you know... But, no. Like... You know what? No, I'm fucking lying. Because, like, I'm conflating it. Because, like, I did used to work in the airport. And I can tell you that the security clearance I needed to work at the airport was way harder to get. And way more stringent than pre-check. Pre-check, I paid for. And then they're like, oh, just come talk to us at the... You know, you got to go talk to... um." I, I guess like the, the TSA desk or whatever mm-hmm. um, at the airport and you just like it's like 180 and change and 
and fucking you you basically you pay you sit down they look at your social security card they go everything matches and they go okay great and they issue you a number and then you enter the number in the app that you book your flights in and it just adds pre-check to your thing but like anybody can fucking get it mm-hmm. like anybody can get it so it's like you just not have to have a felony okay but fucking like if somebody's gonna try to take down a plane, it's gonna be somebody with a fucking clean record that they sneak onto the plane. So pre-check ain't fucking stopping that. So it's like, yo, you don't have to take out your laptop or your iPad or take your shoes off or whatever. Like, okay, fucking, let's talk about this. There's never been a fucking shoe bomb. When There's it- no fucking reason to take your shoes off. Fucking, why? It's been 21 fucking years. And one time, some motherfucker struck a match on his shoe, which is all that happened. He struck a match on his shoe. There was no bomb in the fucking shoe. And now, 21 years later, motherfuckers are still taking their fucking shoes off at the airport. There's no reason for that. And so then, if it's so fucking important because you got to hide a bomb in your fucking shoe, why the fuck do I not have to take him off a pre-check? Might I not be a pre-check person with a bomb in my shoe? ba 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 bomb Like, I, fucking no! Fucking no! I have a quick uh, a quick aside. Go, go, go. When I was 17, I smuggled cannabis into the country in my shoe from the Bahamas. Yeah. Wait, you smuggled what? Weed? Like, so, I don't know. I bought some weed off these Jamaican women on the beach, and I had too much, and I couldn't smoke it. And I was stupid and young, and this was before September 11th, so I... I didn't want to get rid of it, and I couldn't justify just throwing it away. So yeah. I took my soul out, tucked it in, put my shoe back on, and just walked right in. Yeah. So here's a fun little side story. Um, a long-ass time ago, but way after fucking September 11th and the whole TSA bullshit, I was flying across the country to train bakers... Um, on how to bake bread for a company I used <laughs> okay. to work for, which requires the use of knives, like scoring knives, so you could like score baguettes. Not thinking, like, not thinking whatsoever. I put like fucking eleven <laughs> knives in my carry-on luggage. Go through three airports. Ca- it's carry-on. It's not checked. Go through three airports. Carry it through. Carry it through Newark, Baltimore. Why the fuck was there a layover in Baltimore? I don't fucking know. And um, what's the one in North? Is Charleston? Charleston, South Carolina? There's North and Char- South Carolina. So Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. Carry it through Charlotte. Three airports. Bag of knives. Literally, a bag of knives. No issues. No issues. Fucking metal detectors, scanners, pat that. Nothing. Nothing. This is who I trust to keep me fucking safe? So. I mean, just 21 years of no fucking shoe bombs, but we're still taking our shoes off. 
21 years of no <laughs> laptop bombs, but we're still checking. It's just there. It is just there to justify fucking overreach, pay a bunch of assholes on a government program who have no other fucking qualifications or skills in life, and to force people who can afford it to pay a lot more money to go through the faster line where you only have to do some of the stuff that still doesn't stop somebody from taking a fucking plane down. So, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think you're right. It's overreach. But anyway, uh, actually, I have a story that's adjacent to that now. Because so the overreach. So wait, I didn't even about, I didn't even actually tell the story. Oh, you know, okay, give I'm me sorry. give me a second. So I'm going through the Buffalo Airport, and I get through security, and like you put your bag like pre-check. You don't have to like take your bag or like empty your bag or take off your shoes or take off your belt or whatever. Um, which is fucking stupid because you're wearing a belt and the metal detector goes off and they're like, you're wearing a belt? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, keep walking. And it's like, okay, maybe I have a gun in my fucking pocket. And they're like, you're wearing a belt? And I'm like, yeah. Because they don't check. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's okay if you have fucking metal on you. You can just walk through. Like, what the fuck? Why the fuck are you? What's the point? Anyway, there's like a lady and she like hand gestures, like does the come here thing to like, everyone in line like you put your bag down and she like waves you and you go through the metal detector and then she waves the next person and she waves the next person she doesn't wave me so i'm just like kind of looking like trying to make eye contact like should i go or like what the person and she's like she looks at me and she goes go what like what are you waiting for go and i walk through and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you and like you could just tell like Nobody, like, she's just not used to being talking this way because she's a TSA agent. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you can't talk to me like that. I was like, you can't talk to me like that. She's like, you weren't going through. I was like, you weren't waving me on. You waved three other people on. You didn't wave me on, did you? And she's like, you still can't. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, change your fucking attitude. And, like, I I just, like, I'm like, fuck, I shall. Like, I'm I'm about to, like, this is about to get get fucking ugly. (laughs) And, um... She turns around, and I guess, like, it's her supervisor there. And she's like, he can't. And the supervisor looks at it, and she just shakes his head. And he's like, I told you to stop talking to people that way. And just fucking walks away. And I was like, (laughs) this is the best fucking day of my life. So then, on uh, on the way up this week, I'm in Newark. And I go through, and this guy is just like... Which I, I, you know, I just sang Newark's praises, but this, this guy is just sitting there, and over and over and over, he's just going to a pre-check line. By the way, like, you know the rules if you're in pre-check. Like, yeah, it's easy. All you do is pay the money, but you know the rules. So he's just like, you cannot bring in bottled beverages. You cannot bring in bottled beverages. You, like, like, no pause. Just. You cannot bring in bottled beverages. You cannot bring in bottled beverages. You cannot... Okay, dude, we get, like... Yeah. There's other things that can, can, What else can we not bring in? Like, isn't there other things? Like, are we all... Like, nobody... I'm, and I'm, like, looking around. Like, nobody's holding a drink. <laughs> and so he just, like, says it over... Like, it's like his, I don't know, 67th time saying it while I'm standing there. So I just, like... I look at the person next to me, and then I look at him, and I was like... Hey, are we allowed to bring in beverages? <laughs> and 
He just like he just has this look like he wants to fucking murder me. And he's like, Do you think that's funny? I was like, Calm down, Superman. You're not saving the fucking world. And and the fucking the person in front of me and behind me both just start like la- like the one there's like a lady behind me, like about our age, just doubles over laughing and like this guy this guy just turns so fucking red. And I was like, We're good, like you're good. You're not saving the world, it's okay. <laughs> And fucking, I just walked through and grabbed my bag, and that was it. But, like, it's just, like, dude, you're not a cop. Like, you are you are somewhere in between a mall security guard and a real cop when you're a TSA agent. I, like, I think of them like a... Calm the fuck down. Like a, more like a septic cop or like a transit cop, you know? Like, some kind of, like, they don't carry... Well, actually, some transit cops have guns, I think. I've yeah, seen a couple. TSA agents don't. No, don't they're have on guns. Arms. So they're, they're not They have thing. to call the marshal in. And, like, look, it's an airport. There's marshals. Like, you're getting the oh, fuck yeah. arrested. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have, You're like, not going to make it out. A real yeah. altercation with them. But don't fucking talk to me like I'm an asshole. Like, you, you, you're, like, you're a barely fucking educated person who can't get a real <laughs> job. You passed a background check and you got this. Like, let's... Like, calm down, superhero. Like, relax, Captain America. You didn't fucking stop a terrorist. Shut the fuck up. Um, is it... Are they TSA agents only in the United States, or is that international? Like, what are they referred to as other countries? Uh, they have security, but it's it's, it's like, very different. It's so not the TSA. I mean, some the, countries I've been through are, like, very strict, and some are just like, get on the plane. Yeah. We need no, we gotta fucking... We gotta fly you out of here. I've, uh... I've been to Mexico... Uh, France and Denmark or Netherlands. Um, so when I was leaving the Netherlands, it was like a very interesting story beforehand. But uh, but to to cut more to the point, I will just tell you that we were running extremely late to catch the flight, yeah. and I did not have a chance to jettison all of the cannabis items that I had procured over the previous few days, or didn't get to eat or anything else. So I had like a whole bunch of weed and weed related items and some mushrooms, like psychedelic mushrooms, yeah. all purchased legally in Amsterdam, right? Um, but just like tossed into my bag haphazardly. So I get to the airport and we're we're going to check in and whatever, and the woman like starts go- systematically going through my bag like with a wand or a stick or something, yeah. Um, just looking at everything and she like she puts like the I had like six weed lollipops, like five brownies, like. Just a grow-your-own-mushroom kit for my old roommate or whatever. <laughs> Any number of illicit things I shouldn't have had. Half a joint in my pants pocket that I didn't throw away. Um, and these all passed her, like, her... They were okay. They got put yeah. in the, the good pile. Then she comes across my deodorant, which just happened to be... Um, I usually use, like, a gel, like a clear gel. Yeah. It happened to be, like, a travel size, one that I picked up from somewhere. So it's white, and yeah. I... It's just nothing I usually use. So she goes, and the the deodorant was what alarmed her. Like, she takes the deodorant, and she walks over, and she looks like she goes to a computer. She's punching something in, and then she goes, and she gets a, um, like, a test strip, like a yeah. a test kit. Yeah. And she rips it open, and then she goes, and she applies it to the, the deodorant itself, and, like, goes and puts it into, like, a sample cup. like to, And so our flight's, like, really getting ready to take off soon yeah. and Amanda's like my girlfriend's sitting there like waiting and waiting um, and I'm just like I couldn't do anything this is like my my whole carry-on bag with my yeah. passport and everything um, so they're waiting for this test results 
uh, which of course came back negative because it was fucking deodorant and not cocaine or a, a bomb or yeah. like C4. I don't know what the fuck else she thought it would have been. So um, the thing that alerted her was like um, a degree, like a small two-ounce stick of degree deodorant, which I had, hadn't even used, I don't think. Right. It's just like a brand new thing. But it was this whole fucking thing for like 15 minutes. She's like tearing through the bag. And then she puts all the paraphernalia and the drugs back into the bag and gives it to me. And um, Did she throw out the deodorant? Ah, oh, shit. I forget. That would be a really good thing to know for that story, I guess. I forget. I should ask Amanda later. You should just say they did because it makes it a better story. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so we get to. We flew into JFK and checked ourselves in. Yeah. And there was no issue. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I just declared whatever and then walked through and walked on in. So that was the second time I smuggled drugs into the United States post September 11th that time actually and totally accidental like it wasn't my intention I did want to bring the lollipops I was going to just bring the lollipops anyway and see what they would say but I I was planned on shipping the mushroom kit thing and um, consuming the rest I guess I don't know we ended up like uh, not staying at the hotel and staying at this crazy ass Airbnb um, on a goat farm in the in the wetlands like 30 minutes outside of downtown Amsterdam. Okay. So it changed our whole, like, evening. But it was so right. fucking awesome. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. That was my uh, international TSA story. All right. <laughs> well, we're an hour in, you want to call it? Yeah, shit. That felt like a, a very structured... Actually, I was saying all yeah, these things like, about, like, the lack of structure that we have. No, we it always... just, like, always... throw some things out there. This actually seemed very relevant, though. Un- our Coincidentally, though. Yeah, we didn't stray into, like, fleshlight conversations this time. That's what my podcast is going to be about. Like, the on the the uh, Art Closet Network. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be something stupid. But also interesting, I guess. From if you're inside me. the fleshlight. <laughs> inside the fleshlight. Oh, shit, look, we're coming right up to the theme music. This is perfect. Oh, wow. All right. Can we well, play it out any better? We will, uh... We will talk to you fuckers soon, and thanks for listening, even though we tricked you into thinking that we weren't doing a show anymore. (laughs) Love you!